Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Jeff Perry. What's up, Jeff? What's up, Mr. Alex? Mr. Alex. I like the ring of that. That's. I wish my kids would call me. Nah, they call me daddy. That's. Yeah, I don't want to call you daddy. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. You know, could you imagine us walking around the mall and you're like, hey, hey, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not sure. You know, that probably would be okay in California. Yeah. Around here in Tennessee, I think you'd get a sideways look from a guy in a 10-gallon hat. What do you think? I'd hope so. I would hope so, too. That's so, why I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So, you know, the big thing is 2019, big year, right? Biggest mm-hmm. year of our careers. Everything is going to go great. A lot of you know that I made a transition. I went from Hancock to Benchmark. Um, a lot of questions as to why I've gotten a ton of text messages, emails, and everything. People are in shock and awe that this happened. And, and realistically, I could see why. I mean, I, I had a great thing at Hancock and great things going. You know, there was a lot of success to be had there. There was a lot of support. The The big thing, just to answer the big glaring question, the elephant in the room is, why did I make a switch? Well, I got to a point where I felt like I needed some type of change, some type of challenge. And I needed to align myself with a team that had a concentration on the same thing that I'm looking to do, which is help vets. You know, Hancock, it, they help vets. There's no question about it. But this is a high-power team. I use this this analogy a couple times. You know, it's the focus of it is like shooting a 50 cal. You know, you have a, a big focus on it. There's a lot of things to overcome. And I really felt like making a move was in my best interest and in the best interest of my clients to help them moving forward. You know, I do love my Hancock family. I love all the people there. I never had a bad experience. I was never mistreated, you know, but I do look forward to the great things to come with my team here at Benchmark, which adds to kind of the conversation about today, you know, 2019, new year, new things. My 2019 started off fucked up, you know, (laughs) I don't it 2018 ended fucked up and it started 2019 started fucked up. And, you know, a lot of you we, saw, we talked about those roads on, on one of those podcasts where we, you know, the, the, the roads, the roads looks clear and clean. It's a brand new slate. Yeah. And there shouldn't be any potholes. It looks like brand new pavement. And yeah. now what's happening? And then you crest it and you're like, shit, what is that? You know, it's shaking. It's, you hit it's a bump bad. so hard your head hits the roof liner in your car. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate to the, to my guys over at BMW of Nashville for helping me take care of my issue with my car. Those of you that don't know, I had a rod go out in the the, the BMW. Um, luckily, it was something that was kind of a common issue with this type of car. It was replaced. You know, I wouldn't say it's an extremely common issue. It's not like it happens all the time, but it was replaced, and it was replaced at no cost to me. With the rod? Yeah. The well, the whole motor. You know, and that's the big thing is is the whole the the motor itself was replaced. Brand new motor, and it's officially got 76 miles on it. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's crazy because I drive it around, you know, like my grandpa would drive the car. So I put this it around not, town. No. Yes, I do. No. I, I haven't driven that car any harder than it was meant to be. <laughs> it, it, it's you been put me this... behind the wheel, and I go 35, 40 through the normal, you know. Oh, whatever. You're such a liar. Anyways, so, you know, putting the new motor in, getting that taken care of, because obviously that was a scare. I mean, I talked to my buddy Brett, who's the person that normally takes care of my cars for me. Awesome. Yeah, he is. He's phenomenal. And he was saying a replacement for that is twenty five dollars to $30,000, which let me tell you, 
that would have been an awesome yard ornament for twenty five or thirty thousand. That thing would have sat in the front yard for a Dude, while. We would have drilled holes in the bottom of it, and you could put your legs through, and we would have had Flintstone cars. Flint, yeah, exactly. No, it would have been it would have been a part out for sure. So you know, I got very fortunate with that. But that's one of those roadblocks. You know, it's the unknown. Is hey, is this really going to happen? Is this really going to be covered? You know, and the only thing you can do instead of sitting there wasting time and energy and panicking and worrying and everything else is just keep pushing forward. You know, regardless if it was going to be covered or not, I still had a car to deal with. You mean you know? like on, what was that movie um, with the the fish, uh, Dory? Just keep swimming. Yeah, just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. Yeah, that's exactly what I had to do. I had to just keep swimming. You know, and, and Shannon had her big surgery. For those of you that don't know, and I'm sure there's been questions out there that haven't been answered. If you're listening to this, you've probably seen the post. She had a celiac artery that was being restricted or compressed by a ligament. And what was happening is, is basically like anything else. When something's trying to get through a tight area, it usually expands one area, which is the backlog, and the other area where it's trying to push the blood through. Well, the celiac artery provides blood to vital organs that are there to help process food. You know, it, it, it's what helps the digestive system. So what was happening is every time she was eating, she was getting severe pain in her abdomen and was making it almost to the point where she didn't want to eat anymore. I mean, totally understandable. Imagine if every time you ate something, it felt like somebody punched you in the stomach. After a while, you'd say, fuck this. I'm not eating. You know, why would I? So they had to go through her abdomen, which means cutting all that stuff open and doing the work and then stitching it all back together, which means an incision from the top of her belly button to the bottom of her sternum. Not something that is very easy to deal with, not something that's very easy to recover from. And something, I mean, when you stop and think about it, your core provides support for everything. You know, so having to cut through your core, that's a huge deal. So I feel obviously, you know, that she's going through recovery. She's she's good to go on that. But I've had to watch the kids. <laughs> and that's been a nightmare in itself. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Those of you that are single parents, I don't know how you do it, but you should get an award every year. You, I mean, some do. It's a tax return. I, I agree but, 100%. I don't have kids, but just, you know, helping. Seeing. Well, and helping, you know, put, uh, you know, Lincoln in the car seat and things like that. You don't even okay, know. I don't even know. I was just going to say. Teaching you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I have no idea how these little car seats and stuff go in and out and all that stuff and how to put a kid in the, in, a, in a car seat and make sure they're strapped up properly and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Lincoln's Alex, always strapped. Yeah, obviously, Alex checked my work to make sure that the child the the children were secure. But uh, it's you, a lot of work. It, it is, and then I can't imagine hauling those things out of the car too. Those you don't take them out. Child seat things. You I mean, don't they're take heavy. them out. You you leave them in. Those are heavier than the ones that you carry around. Those so things you, are a tank. You see these these parents that are carrying around the the yeah. baby crates or yeah. whatever the hell you want to call them. Those are different. Okay, those are lighter weight than than what we have. Um, we have the toddler seats, which they call them a convertible seat. So they shouldn't have to have a new seat for like the next five years uh, because that seat will break down into a booster seat, and it was a back facing seat. No, whatever. I'm not going to bore you with the details. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, if if you're not used to putting two kids in the car, you know, having one kid crawl through to the other. Rowan loves to crawl through. I don't know what what it is about it, but I can say, hey, get in this side and she'll crawl through to the other side. So she doesn't have to go to the other side of the car, which is nice because then I don't have to worry about somebody running off with my child or cars in the parking lot or something like that. But the crazy thing with kids is there's two levels, sleep and full speed. 
and that's it. There is no in-between. You never see the kids just kick it on the couch and, hi, brother, hi, sister, hope your day is going well. It's usually mine, 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 mine. And then you see somebody swing, and then you see somebody get pushed. <laughs> and the big thing they like to do is my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. And let me tell you, you want to feel love? Have somebody say my daddy. You want to feel anger? Have somebody say my daddy. Because what immediately happens is the UFC fight breaks out in the living room. The two kids get to fighting because my daddy means that there's one daddy, but there's two children. I have one leg. They find a way to the same leg. You, you know, have two legs. I have two legs, but I have one leg that they both will clamp onto. Ah. If it's my left leg, that's the one they both go for. If it's my right leg, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, literally, they're just they're all over it. So there's a lot of stress in that. And, you know, it's it's a lot to deal with, with the transition of the company and the, you know, setting up new systems, learning new things. We flew to Benchmark, and on the way there, we had the guy that had the medical emergency on the plane. We had to get redirected, so we missed a day worth of surgery. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We're Training, grateful. Not well, surgery. We didn't have surgery. Yeah, sur- see, my mind's not even working today. <laughs> my mind is like pancakes. <laughs> no. it, it, was, it was a stressful flight there. It, it was. was. a stressful trip because – you know, we left really early in the morning. You know, Jesus, like four or something in the morning. Yeah, you were at my house at four o'clock. I know Jocko, Jocko Willink. They, Jocko and Andrew Paul, both those guys get up at like four thirty in the morning. What time do they go to bed? I don't know, but it's got to be early because that. You that see, takes though, a lot. the thing is, is we were never in the military, and I know that in the military they teach you how to sleep. You literally can sleep anywhere, through yeah. anything, and they get enough to. To, to recharge their batteries somehow. But it's not just military people get up. They're really good. Yeah, morning. but they're really good at sleeping. They're really good at discipline. So, yeah, you know, there was, there was a lot to it with the flight, getting there, getting everything set up. And we missed a lot of training, a lot of very valuable training because I had to be back for Shane and surgery the next day. An entire day, and then we had to rush, 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 and then rush home, and then, of course, get home at, you know, 1030 at night, pick up. You know, everything we got to do, it was... Pick yeah. up the car. Yep. That was the exciting point. On the way home from the airport. Yep, that was exciting. The car was done. It was. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I was going to show up there, and the tech or the service rider, Brandon, like they were going to jump from behind a, another car and be like, just kidding. I know, you actually Give us felt some money. really good when you got in the car and you saw that little receipt. Yeah, because and, it and, told and, me everything that was done, and it said $0 due. And that was great. Except for then we get in the car and then we realize we need fuel. Yep. No and then gas milk. In it. <sighs> <laughs> just add to the stuff. Like we had just been in flights all day. We had stopping at training gas. all day. Flights. Yeah. Flights, then- <laughs> training. I mean, Jesus. You know, there's a lot to it. But here's the thing. I mean, like I said, this is more high power. This is something that we're able to get out there and we're really able to do some things for veterans that we we really couldn't do before, you know. Hancock had its certain guidelines, and it's understandable. You know, there's certain things you can and can't do, and and Benchmark is more make sense about VA loans. And the big thing about Benchmark is they had a friend that was screwed over by a local company – or not a local company, I'm sorry, a national company at the last minute. And this is a national company that a lot of veterans really, really trust. You know, a lot of people go through the military, and they think that – this particular company that we're talking about is the company for the military, when indeed it's not, and that's not the truth. But this person's friend went through this length of time and got towards the end and was told, oh, we're sorry, you don't qualify. That really rubbed one of the owners of Benchmark in the wrong areas, you know, because it, it pissed him off. His friend just got screwed over. It was the last minute. This person was banking on getting this house, and he told him, you come over here, we'll close this deal. 
They closed a deal. It made sense. It fell into the guidelines. There was no trickery, and they got it closed quickly. You know, there's a lot of situations where people get turned down at these big, well-known places only to be approved at Benchmark. And that was a huge decision-making factor. You know, we have to be able to do what we can to serve those who have served to protect us. It's our responsibility as United States citizens, you know, to do what we can to serve those who serve to protect us. At least that's the way I feel. I mm-hmm. mean, I agree. If you feel any different, you're fired. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. You're fired and I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. I-, I believe that our military does deserve that. I believe everybody deserves that level of service, but our military in in particular yeah, I mean, deserve the- to be given back because they give the ultimate. Well, us. yes, and and you're right. Everybody deserves a certain level of service, but the commitment to those who have committed to serve to us, and that's another thing that I thought about. I was literally sitting there, and I was feeling sorry for myself for a little bit. Kids are going crazy. I feel sorry for you, too. You're ugly. Well, I feel sorry for you because <laughs> you fucking love dick. <laughs> no. But, um, well, see, I'm not ugly. But anyways, <laughs> so, you know, you, you sit there and you think about it, and you think about, hey, I can make excuses. But there's there's people that get up to do a job on a day-to-day basis. There's police officers, firefighters, military, paramedics, everybody that get up and selflessly serve every single day. And I can't compare my situation to that because taking care of my children is not selflessly serving, you know, my community. But I can't feel sorry for myself when I'm not doing half of what these men and women do on a day-to-day basis. You know, I've got my brother. He's getting ready to pack up and ship out to uh, Japan, mm-hmm. you know. That's a lot. That's a lot of commitment to take your whole family into a country where you don't know anything. You know, you don't know anything about the country. Hell, he's talking about they have to take new driver's tests and everything because they drive on the opposite side of the road. You know, he said something and he's checking into it. But he said, if you're an American and you're in Japan and you get in a car accident, it's automatically yours. So that's just like it's just crazy. There's so much that you have to adapt to. And he doesn't complain, you know. Him and I were talking the other day and we were talking about how the fact that women have something – there was something embedded within a woman that allows them to have much, much more patience than us men have. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe it's just that we're high strung or maybe we're, it's just the type of males we are. But you ladies out there, and especially in Shannon's situation, being able to deal with these kids like when I'm out of town and stuff like that, I don't know how it's done. I don't it, – it's just not feasible to me, you know. You saw the blowout this morning. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine dealing with that blowout on a consistent basis? I mean, it doesn't happen consistently because our child's not psychotic, but this morning you would have thought differently. Mm. This morning you would have been like, you need to put her on scared straight. (laughs) She's three years old, but she needs to be on some type of reality show where they scare the shit out of her so she'll get up and get ready for school. You know, but on the flip side, I realize that there's some things going on. Not only am I dealing with the transition, but she's also dealing with the transition of her mom not being there every day. Because keep in mind, these kids are used to their mother being the person that takes care of them every single day. I'm the one that's usually out of the picture. And it makes me feel bad because it gets to the point, you know, Lincoln will wake up sometimes and ask Shannon. He'll say, is daddy on an airplane? Because he's so used to me going out of town. And that sucks. You know, that's one of those things that kind of hits you in the, the heart when you think about it because – the kid's so used to me being out of town that he's two years old asking if I'm on an airplane, you know. So a lot goes into it. There's a lot that goes into transitioning companies. There's a lot to going in that, that goes into serving our clients too. You know, we want to maintain a high level of service for everybody because that's what we're known for. We don't want to shoot our name just by, by relaxing and not doing the things we're supposed to do. So it's crazy, and it's going to be crazy, right, Jeff? Yeah, No. Yeah, you can't even you can't even spit the words out. <laughs> That's how crazy it's gonna be, you know. But we'll get through it. 
Yeah, we'll definitely get through it. And we'll look back at this chapter and we'll say, hey, shit happens. You know, it's another thing to challenge, another thing to make us grow. And, and somebody said it best and they're like, you know, you don't get challenged with things that you can't handle. And there's a certain level of belief to that. You know, there's you get challenged with something that builds character, it builds everything that it is about you that makes you a stronger, better person. And then you continue to push forward. I like to use the analogy, you know, tuck your chin, lean, uh, lean your shoulders forward and keep charging. You know, and, and that's really what you have to do. It doesn't matter what it is that you may be going through. I mean, we're starting 2019 off. Hell, we're 10 days into 2019. I feel like it should be August based on all the stuff I've been through. Yeah, August yeah. of 2021, you know, but you just you keep pushing. So the next big hurdle on the 15th, got to take the kids to California. That's going to be crazy in itself. So, you know, we got to get a little help with the kids, obviously, taking them out there, getting them kind of adjusted to different time zones and everything. You know, it's going to be crazy. But we adapt. We overcome. Once everything's said and done, Shannon's surgery should have cleared all the issues that she was having. And hopefully she's feeling better. And then she'll get back to contributing her portion of it, which is, let me tell you, it's a lot more than you think initially. Like you look at it on the surface and you're like, what do you do? Well, you take two, take care of two psychotic kids all day. So, uh, plus the Kyler, you know, the fifteen year old, he's been extremely helpful. It's it's impressive to see how much he does to contribute without complaining. Like the other day, I was like, "Hey, man, um, will you come down here and take the trash out, and then do the dishes, and then take the dogs out?" And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, "There's so much shit that I'm asking this kid to do, and he doesn't complain about a single bit of it." Like, if I was his age, I'd be like, no, you take the trash out. No, you take the, you know, that's that's me. But I was also not a good child, so. <laughs> but anyways, any closing thoughts, closing words, anything like that, Jeff? No, I wish you well on your trip. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, all right, well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope this message finds you well. I hope that the weekend treats you great, and pray for me, because I'm going to need it. So we'll talk to you soon. And for those of you that or maybe looking to buy a house this weekend, don't forget about our friend, one of our sponsors, one of the guys that we absolutely love and one of the guys that I absolutely trust to take care of anybody that is looking to, looking to, to Yeah, looking to buy House on the Rock Home Inspection here in – it's actually in Franklin. These guys are top-notch, some of the best people out there. They know what they're doing. They do their job well. Feel free to reach out to them, 615 615- Seven one seven seventy nine hundred. Now we'll let you go. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.